3, 2, 1. This is the D-Bad Movement and you are listening to the Don't Be a Dickhead podcast. I'm John Gilbert. I'm Ian Thompson. And I'm Alex King. So today we're going to be talking about camping. Camping. Mm. I think we need to define what we mean by that. So I googled camping and I went to the Urban Dictionary, which is where (laughs) I always go. And in video gaming, camping refers to the act of hiding or otherwise remaining hidden in a safe location in order to ambush an enemy. I think basically it's just the most boring way to play first-person shooters. Yeah, it's the way I like to play a laser quest. I just go and curl up in a corner somewhere and make sure I'm not shot. And then if I can just get like one shot away at some point and try and get someone, that's what I tend to do at laser quest. Really? Oh no, that's not the best value way of doing it. I just no, I run run in like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, one for the parents there, uh, and just get gunned down every time. Wow. Is that what you do if you like went paintballing as well, Ian? Uh, I have done that at paintballing, yeah. So like crawling through, worse. crawling through the grass and just. And when I'm paintballing, the object isn't to stay away from people. I like to hunt people down and just like slowly like get closer and closer to them so I can get a really good shot in. Oh. And I'll 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 hunt people down like a stealth SAS man. <laughs> Again, I'm much more of a kamikaze kind of jump in there and shoot people but get shot. Just mm. for the best. I've tried it where you do the camping technique and it is effective, but it's just quite boring. I love it. I know that if I ever have to go to a real war, I'm definitely going to be one of the first ones dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'll look great, but it won't last very long. So uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. I'm probably too old now. They wouldn't want me. They'd want me doing admin or something. Yeah. <laughs> So I won't have to worry about that. Okay, but that's not the camping we're talking about, and nor are we talking about camping, which is uh, deliberately performing in an exaggerating and often amusing way. There we go. Because <laughs> the camping that we are talking about involves tents. It's, it's going out beneath the canvas, beneath the stars, out into the wilderness. Getting in touch with nature. I once went camping... Well, a couple of times, I took Totem, my dog, who people have heard about in previous episodes. The famous Totem. That's correct, yeah. And the first time we ever went camping, I remember waking up in the morning and Totem wanted to sleep on my bed because I'd only taken, I think, a single blow-up mattress and he wanted to sleep on the pillow bit of it. So I had to sleep in the bottom half. So I basically had to curl up like a dog on just half a single half. So mattress. you just like switched roles. Yeah. And then in the morning, I remember waking up with a bad back and bad neck and everything and realising that the, the tent was slightly open and Totem had disappeared. And I, thought, I was thinking, oh God, where's he gone? So I got out and was like looking around for him and shouting him and whatnot. And then I just heard this family go, uh, hello, hello. And I looked and some people in another tent a bit away, they were like, uh, he's over here. And I, was, I like looked around and there's just Totem sat in front of them, like being mm. fed breakfast. And they'd obviously got up really early. We'd been drunk the night before, so we slept in. And Totem had got up early with this family and gone round smell obviously the sausages and bacon and whatnot and gone round and demanded food off them much as he did that homeless person uh, outside Sainsbury's that time and so I was like oh, I'm really sorry like he hasn't like been barking at you for all your food have you and they're like no 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 not at all uh, I mean he definitely would have been because that's what he used to do anyway we got ourselves ready and then we went for a walk and as we set off on the walk Totem right outside this family's tent while they were watching him threw up six sausages still whole <laughs> that he'd not even chewed. So when they said, oh, no, he hasn't been demanding all our food, he clearly had, and he threw it all back up right in front of them. 
<laughs> and he hadn't even chewed it. It's almost like an act of disrespect as well. Yeah, it's exactly. like their shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to suggest that our first dickhead of camping is Totem. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so we've had a message from Sally Gilbert. So she's just simply put camping, it's just crap, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I can enough. see why people think that. Okay, have you got a case in defence of camping? No, it's just, you know, I see why people... Do. I don't mind it, to be honest. I mean, I'd prefer to stay in a nice hotel. Yeah, I think camping is one of those things where, like, the thought of it is a lot better than when you're actually there. But I do, I do still quite enjoy it, but I always get really excited to go camping because I've got, like, good memories from when I was a kid mm. from camping. But when I'm actually there, I'm like, this isn't actually as great as I always yeah. imagine it to be. But then afterwards, you forget about all of the bad stuff. Yeah, and then you get really excited to go yeah. again. Yeah, and it, it, a lot of it depends on the weather as well. If it's just raining, then it's absolutely miserable isn't it oh yeah mm. rain is camping's biggest dickhead yeah, yeah and wind when yeah. it's windy yeah the last oh, gosh, time yeah. i went camping it was it was on the coast it was gale force winds and we were like quite high up like on the edge of i like, remember that yeah sounds yeah. like a perfect idea alex putting it up was fun and then we ended up actually sleeping in the car yeah, due brilliant. to the wind. So, At least it was yeah, due to the wind and not just like another brilliant idea of going, it's quite chilly, should we start a fire in the tent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, camping is just hard work, isn't it? That's what I associate it with. And every yeah. time I go camping, my airbed goes flat. Usually involves drinking of some sort. And you get dehydrated anywhere. There's always flies. Just everything's just a hassle. That just reminds me of festivals. Festival camping is slightly worse than um, normal camping, I would say. Every year, we take a load of kids, because I work with a charity, and we take all the kids to a, a local festival called Tribfest. We take about 15, 20 of them together. And we always like camp in a big circle so that we know where everyone is and whatnot. And we have all like tables and a kitchen area in the middle. And I always take a nice three bedroomed tent with me. Yourself? Yeah, I have a large. Oh, you've gone up in the world. I remember yeah. you when you used to share a one bed with a dog. Exactly. <laughs> I take a large double air bed. I take sheets for it. And I also take a nice woolen duvet with Laura Rashley duvet covers. And then I'll have that in one room, obviously, that's the bedroom. In another room, because it's a music festival, I keep my guitar and whatnot. So that's the, the, the music room. And in another room, then I will have uh, some books and things like that. And you've got the library there. And, wow. uh, and then obviously I have all my clothes in, in the community. And I, as long as I can stand up, then I'm absolutely fine. And I've got a nice, like, four-roomed palatial place to stay. I'm imagining you being like some kind of like tribal leader from Lawrence of Arabia or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ideally, I'd have a smoking jacket to wear. Wow. So I think as long as you can camp nicely, then, you know. I don't think Jack Thompson would like you because he's messaged in and just put glamping. I don't know if you could call that glamping. Yeah, it's not quite glamping. It's not far off, yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether Jack Thompson likes glamping or doesn't like glamping. I think he thinks it's dickheadery, yeah. He's inauthentic really? camping. Yeah, true, yeah. Eating beans straight out of the tin cold. Yeah. So we're advocating yeah. here slumming it because this links into, I think, another bit of dickheadery. I was going to say this, but then I thought maybe I shouldn't have it listened to you just then again. But it's the people who've got all of the kit, right? Too much kit. I wouldn't say I've got all of the kit. I basically bring my own house with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really camping kit, any of it. I mean, to me, taking a windbreak <laughs> is glamping. <laughs> having a having a metal fork is glamping. Yeah. You will have your noodles and you will use a tent peg as your utensil and fashion <laughs> some chopsticks out of it. Or it's just cheating. I do quite like having gear though. Like like Yeah. Or taking gear camping, I mean that's sensible. <laughs> 
kind of it makes it more fun to be able to go out and spend the money on the gear and things like that. I basically just like the shopping side of camping. I think. Yeah, but it's so expensive as well. I mean, by the time you've paid for everything, you may as well have stayed in a nice hotel. <laughs> Last time me and Jordan went camping, we thought, right, what we're going to do is buy some gear with the idea that we'd start going quite often and it'd be worth the money. We've been once. So what we spent on all that gear, we could have actually yeah. had a really nice weekend can in I, a hotel. Can I suggest yeah. that we, we refer to the... <laughs> I just realised the it, gear. Ca- can we call it camping kit now? Camping kit. I mean, I introduced yeah. the double meaning of the word, but... Um, so. <laughs> to clarify, it was uh, camping. Because if you take too much gear, it really can gear. ruin your camping experience. <laughs> I, and future prospects. I mean, I've, I've already told you before, but the nightmare experience I had in, in California camping because of the wrong gear. Yeah. He's legal there. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what, though, there was an act of dickheadery in, involved in us because we camped over for two nights at a music festival. So we had to go to a Walmart, buy a tent, and then effectively bin it at the end of it. There is an environmental damage to to camping because particularly mm. at festivals as you, as you say it's a different set of rules at festivals it's just like oh well it's near the end of the festival let's destroy everything yeah somebody else mm. will deal with this you've actually flown for 11 and a half hours putting crap out into the atmosphere wow. in order to take advantage of a single use tent yeah but we did drive down route 66 in a massive diesel guzzling mustang as well <laughs> i hate the environment yeah, sorry about that, planet. What a dickhead. <laughs> but camping is incredibly popular, and in the UK, it continues to grow. And mm. and I think a lot of it, I believe, is down to Brexit. Sorry to mention yeah. that on the podcast, but because the exchange rate is so expensive that people have decided to just go around the UK. And it is beautiful. It and is. They do say about building memories, but it's just like a crapper version of being in a house, surely. Yeah, I mean, being in the house is nicer. It just, I don't know, it's quite nice. I don't mind going camping sometimes. My parents talk about how every holiday was going camping somewhere back in the yeah. 70s, 70s and 80s. And we were so posh because we once went to Spain as kids. We used to go on camping holidays every single uh, year. Yeah, That's all I we did. used to do, yeah. OK, well, you try and convince my kids that we'll cancel our trip to Florida next year and go camping instead. I'm well up for that. I think as long as you've got parents there to keep the site clean and nice, then you're all right. Because thinking about it, whenever mm. I go camping on my own or something or with friends, the site's always a bit messy. And when it rains, it's always a bit more miserable. But I don't remember the campsite or like the area around the tent or anything like that being messy when I was with my mum and dad. And similarly, when I've been away camping with kids, then I've always kept the site all, I've been really like, right, we've got to keep everything clean. We've got to keep it all tidy. So what you need there is responsible adults or parents in order to keep the site clean. So I think John just stick with Florida. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea of kids and teenagers going camping is ultimately a recipe for disaster. I remember being at primary school. We went to camp over in somebody's garden one night, right? Which, oh, can we go and do that as 10-year-olds? You sure sure that's a good idea? And I remember the parents all having a bit of a meeting about it. So we went around the camping, and of course, you can imagine that what happened is we we had polite chatter, and then at about half past nine, we said, oh, well, it's curfew time, and we all laid down and fell asleep. Of course that doesn't happen. Of course that will never happen. Right, we, we, we were just like garden hopping all night. And the only time the camping experience stopped was about 4 a.m. with the police. <laughs> because people had been rang the police because they thought we were trying to steal. We weren't trying to steal, we were just seeing how far you could get across people's gardens. And I remember my mum picking me up. I remember distinctly just, just everybody being disappointed whilst the banana splits was on TV because Brilliant. they trusted us 
and we'd messed about. Of course we did. We were like 10 and 11. What did they think we were going to do? <laughs> That's true. And then I think when you're a teenager, really, camping is just like an alternative to going to the pub. So people yeah. just get wrecked. Yeah. Around the tents. At Tripfest, there's a, an area. So they have like the general camping, they have the families area. And then there's an area that's under 21s or something like that. And we always have to walk past that bit in order to get back to our tents. And it's absolute carnage. Like no one's tent is put up properly. All the tents are just like flat with feet sticking out of the, uh, out of a bit of them. And like they're all like ripped and people just laid out on the floor and like a head there and a leg there. and. You know, it's absolute carnage. <laughs> when you said there's a head there. Yeah, yeah I'm joking. There's, no, there's not really on? dismembered bodies. Although there might as well be. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I was going to say, are you, are you confusing Tribfest with the Battle of the Somme? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't camping. So. But we're talking here about festival camping. I believe we've... We've had some comments on that. Yeah, well, we've had a comment from Chris Hind. He said, I've had everything from a homemade bath to a homemade table stolen from me when I've been camping. Please don't steal. It's wrong. I mean, absolute, you know, respect to him for taking a bath. I'm hoping it's like a freestanding, really nice, like... Like a big copper bath. Just yeah, like... yeah, yeah. Just like with like those like feet that like look like yeah. animal paws and things like that. Well, I'm going to give you a dose of reality because I know Chris Hind. He usually is talking about going camping with my brother and they're usually going festival camping. And they started doing this a few years ago. They both work in um, the building trade. So they take loads of power tools and equipment and bits of timber and they just make stuff. On the first night, they just make the most elaborate area that, that they can and they make furniture. And then they get upset when people steal it. Mm. They're kind of asking for it, aren't they, think? The bath probably would have been a wooden frame with just a lot of like polythene inside it. Although they are quite elaborate with it. What do they expect though? I mean, if you left your bath or your table outside your house probably get nicked so i mean what do they expect i mean i've been to festivals where we've left like weird stuff outside i don't always expect the gazebo to be stolen unless you're at leeds festival where it's it's almost illegal not to steal there you've kind of just got to hurt for the best at a festival ain't you because the tents that you, you have someone could quite easily just rip them open and take whatever's in there or, or just or Absolutely. just unzip them i don't think you have to rip them well i put a tiny little padlock <laughs> on it that i think you could literally just rip it really Wow, look at you, Miss Heidi Tighty. Security conscious, Alex. <laughs> so I went to a festival recently, speaking to one of the security guys in the tower about the all of the robberies that had taken place the night before. And I just remember him saying to me, yeah, I know, I'm really annoyed about it. And I said, yeah, and imagine what it felt like for all the people <laughs> whose stuff was stolen because you weren't doing your job properly. I'm not surprised you annoyed me. <laughs> Um, Chris Hind, by the way, a couple of quick anecdotes with him. Once woke up at a music festival from his tent to find that during the night he had been lifted in his tent because he'd been so drunk and just rehomed to a different part of the festival. Okay. So woke up and was very confused that he was now camping with a different family. Brilliant. It's almost like a totem yeah. to do that. Um, and yeah, they're uh, pranking each other at festivals got a little bit out of hand when he, again, was drunk and fell asleep, so Mike set fire to him. To him or to I his tent? Do. Well, to him, to his socks, Brilliant. while they were poking out the end of his tent. He did work him, and there was no long-lasting damage. That's phenomenal. Just a hilarious <laughs> prank. Wow. That was incredibly dangerous, and is not to be recommended for any no. listeners at home. You don't get that at your glamping. <laughs> oh. Imagine wow. being woken up by your feet being set on fire. He said, I don't think I've had any sort of like nightmare things like that. I think the, the worst we've had is the security guards that they got one year at a festival. They were really, really rubbish. 
and they ended up getting drunk at night and driving, you know, like they have the golf buggies to get around site at a, a festival. They ended up driving the golf buggies over, like through the campsite. So they're just going like over people's tents pretty much. I don't think they actually went over a full tent because that would have just been driving over a human. But they were like hitting guy ropes and like corners of tents and things like that all the time. Imagine, it might ex explain some of the decapitated yeah, tents. Yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe they, they started <laughs> off around the, um, around the under 21s. I, don't, I never did the scouts or anything like that, but I do remember going camping with school. And I remember distinctly hating every moment of it there. But now when I look back at it, I've over-romanticised it as being one of the funniest weeks of my life. <laughs> it was so funny, in fact, that we had two big tents for the lads and all the lads all piled into one tent to be together. But there wasn't room for me and one other. We were like the social outcasts from there. It was so funny, in fact, that the teacher... I remember him peering through our tent going, you have to leave, you're in great danger. Because our tent was collapsing, <laughs> which might not sound that dramatic, but it was one of these massive tents that had a big log yeah, across yeah. the top to do it. So we had to sleep in the wash tent beneath the table in the wash tent during the night. And it was so brilliant, in fact, that whilst laid there freezing and miserable and ostracised, I could hear being carried across the winds of the evening, this chant, Gilbert's a bender, <laughs> Gilbert's a bender. So... What a great camping trip that was. <laughs> it was such good fun. It's made me the man that I am today. <laughs> Brilliant. But the, one thing, though, about that, the thing about sound carrying at night whilst camping, the inane conversations that you can have, and zips. Yeah. It's just some people just seem to stay up all night and just play on their zips. Zip frenzy. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the people stealing from the tents. Maybe. And we should take that yeah. as a sign. Oh, this one's got a lock on it. Oh, isn't she fancy? <laughs> it's all right, just just rip it open. <laughs> don't you put locks on your tents? No. No, I don't have anything worth stealing. I've got all my gear in there, though, to be fair. So. Oh, well, there is the gear worth stealing. At least they don't steal your camping equipment. Dun, dun, dun. I've been incredibly fortunate at music festival camping in, in the sense of I once lost my car key in a 50,000 people festival, got it back. Nice. The next year, Sally lost her car key, literally in a haystack. And found it. Um, and we got that back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Yeah, so, um, so who's the bender now? You and Sally are really lucky for, like, losing things. Losing car keys, phones. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Children. 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 Yeah, I forgot about them. Just like you did on the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, get, we always get it back in the end. I think it's um, good camping karma because we always tidy up after ourselves. Uh, yeah, by tidy up after yourselves, you throw the tent in the bin. <laughs> Not every time. <laughs> the last time I went camping. That <laughs> the final dickheadery from me is my bladder. Mm. It ruins it. I mean, admittedly, I have been drinking morning, noon and night and I don't think it's just going to magically get out some other way. But I just, the amount of time I spend weird. <laughs> and now option one is you go out of your tent to the toilet block or to the portal or whatever's mm. there, right? Not particularly appealing because it's usually quite far away. Option two, you get out of your tent and find somewhere discreet to go. Or option three, my preferred one, is to find a bottle to, to, to fill with my urine. Option four, just put your willy out, unzip a bit, put a little bit out. I just feel free. Because the amount I've produced across the course of the night um, is quite incredible. I mean, I'm not saying it's like meant that my uh, tent has then been washed away and a tide of my own <laughs> urine, but it can't be far off. Anybody got any alternative suggestions? Or should I just be going to the toilet block? I agree with you. What I do is leave my tent. I don't go all the way to the toilet block. I'll just find somewhere to go. Well, it's scary walking all the way to the toilet block sometimes. 
Yeah, and also it's awkward when you're just finding somewhere to go as well because generally I don't really like sleeping in a lot. So generally I'm just in my underwear. And so I'm just in underwear and either flip-flops or wellies, <laughs> just like walking through a, a campsite. Steady on, this is a bit too sexy try, for the Trying podcast. to find somewhere to wee. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be funny is you, and, and uh, your camping experience with Totem if that family just got out in the night to see you just pissing outside their tent <laughs> on a pile of regurgitated sausages because they're very ungrateful our neighbours Totem cocking his leg over their homemade bath <laughs> well on that twist ending I think let's bring things to a close so that's been the D-Bad episode on camping Uh, If you've enjoyed it, please do like the podcast. And if you go to wherever you get your podcasts, please do subscribe if you can rate it. If not, just go and tell a stranger in the street how amazing this podcast is. So we do really appreciate uh, you for sticking by us. And thank you for everybody that keeps contributing to the show. It helps us make it for, well, we like to think better content. Mm. So thank you for listening. I've been John Gilbert. I've been Ian Thompson. And I've been Alex King. And remember, don't be a dickhead.